Welcome to the 26th, the official podcast of the Mecklenburg County Bar. As an MCB member, we know you deserve every possible benefit for your dollar. Our focus is to provide exclusive insight and resources ranging from business development to member spotlights and everything in between. You serve the public. Now let us serve you right here on the 26th. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this inaugural episode of The 26th, an MCB podcast. I'm Robert Ingalls, and I'll be your host. This podcast is intended to serve as another tool among the multitude of resources afforded to Mecklenburg County Bar members. This podcast will be split into seasons, with each season highlighting a different topic based on requests from MCB members. This first season is all about business development and features attorneys from all walks of practice, from large firms to solo shops, sharing their unique stories of building practices. We're going to hear what worked and what didn't, and where they see the future of business development going. Our first guest this season is current MCB President Chris Lamb. I hope you enjoy it. We are here today with Chris Lamb. How are you today, Chris? Good, Rob. Thanks for having me. All right, absolutely. Well, we'll jump right into it. This podcast is going to be about business development, and I hear that you are the expert when it comes to that at your firm. Well, if you would please communicate that to all clients and prospective clients, that would probably be even better. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background, how you came to the law, what you were doing, what firms you've worked at. Well, I... I grew up in Southern Pines, North Carolina, next to Pinehurst, which you may know is the golf capital of the world. And so my first job was as the driving range attendant at, uh, at Pinehurst Country Club, driving that little cart around that picks up the balls. While that was a great deal of fun in high school, it was probably not till my junior year of college that I decided that a career in law was what I, would, was what I wanted to do. Uh, and I was drawn to the chance to be uh, an advocate, to be a trial lawyer, to be able to stand up and uh, advocate before a jury and a judge and, uh, and to represent my clients. And, uh, and so from the beginning, I knew that's the area of law that I wanted to practice. And, and so for the last 17 plus years, that's what I've done. Now, we're here today to talk about business development. That's an issue that a lot of younger lawyers and even seasoned lawyers are struggling with today, just acquiring clients and, and, and maintaining those relationships with them. So in that spirit, what is some of the challenges that you face? Like, how did you cut your teeth on this process? Well, for one thing, it's not something they teach in law school. Right? There's no class on, on the business, or, there, there, or at least when I was coming through law school, there really were not classes on the business of law, what it means to build and sustain a practice. And so you relied just kind of on, you know, the partners and the mentors with whom you worked coming along and, and what your resources, your firm might provide. I think nowadays some schools are presenting some more practical introduction to, uh, to some of those aspects. But one of the words you use there is really the key, Rob, and that's relationships. And so you can almost separate this from the law and just think about it in terms of building relationships. You know, for a client to decide to hire a lawyer, uh, they need to trust you. They need to trust that you uh, are competent, that you have the expertise to be able to help them with the problem that they are currently facing. But then frankly, at least in my view, it helps if they like you, right? And, if, uh, and so 
you know, for me, I look at it as just an opportunity to build personal relationships. I like that doing that outside of the law, just in general. Uh, I enjoy expanding my, you know, my network of folks. I think that's more, you know, if you know, you know, more people, that's more interesting. And, and, and everybody's got kind of a unique background and experience and stories. And so, and so being able to expand, you know, that kind of network is, is interesting to me anyway. And then specific to the law, you know, I certainly enjoy having both a business and a, you know, personal friendship with the clients with whom I work. And I feel that, you know, that kind of engenders more trust as well. So what are the nuts and bolts of that process though? You said you're building these relationships, but let's say someone's just coming out of school, they're building their practice. Where do they start even making these relationships? So, you know, what I like to talk about and what I talk about to our young associates is just starting to develop the the right behaviors and the right activities. And so, you know, you're right. So for a, a, one of our, you know, lawyers who's just been sworn in, you know, we're not expecting them to have their own clients, right? That's our job. <laughs> so it's it's the job of me, my partners, partners you know, in, in our other offices to help generate the work that will both train them, keep them busy, help them develop the fundamentals. You know, it can be, uh, and I, I am very intentional of saying, do not concern yourself with, with business development at this stage, right? You need to focus on the blocking and tackling. How do I actually learn to practice law? Because you can be the greatest relationship builder in the world, but if you can't back it up with actual <laughs> substantive legal ability, then that's all for naught. And so we want to instill in our folks, you know, we hire great, great people. We hire great, uh, you know, people that we know will be great lawyers, but we have to, you know, it's our job to help develop and train them to do that. And so uh, we focus on that while simultaneously saying, but you know what, you do have peers who are here. They're either working at banks or they're working at other uh, companies, invite them to lunch just start some of those intentional behaviors. So how do I build and cultivate my relationships? You know, those peers at these other companies, they're not yet probably in decision-making positions either, but they will be. And they will be at the same time that these young lawyers are stepping into the position where frankly, they they can start thinking about developing their own business. And so it's about learning to uh, make that kind of just a regular part of your professional life. Yeah, I had one of my early mentors uh, said something similar along the lines of, you know, having lunches. He's like, in the early years, you should never be eating alone. If you have time on your calendar, you should be filling it with a drink with someone, with uh, a lunch with someone, with a dinner with someone. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, you don't, and it's not you don't want to view it through kind of a cynical transactional lens. I mean, you're still, hopefully these are people you, you know, <laughs> you, you enjoy, uh, you know, having a, you know, having a, a sandwich with or having a beer with, but, you know, but you do have to realize that, you know, this is likely going to be a career with a long horizon. And so you are ultimately going to have the responsibility to sustain that. And so how, you know, these are some of the things you know, that you can start to work on, start to practice so that, you know, when 
your firms or you, if you're in a solo practice or small firm, are expected to be able to to generate clients. You know, it's not you're not uh, it's not foreign to you. You're not just waking up wondering, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do now? If you've been kind of building in some of those some of those behaviors and uh, and thoughts, then you know, hopefully, the transition will be a little more smooth. Sure. So do you have any recommendations as far as organizations to get involved with, um, maybe conferences to go to, specific things that they can engage in that are going to get them face-to-face with either referral sources, potential clients? Rob, given the context in which we're having this conversation, I would be remiss if I did not say you should be active in the Mecklenburg County Bar. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm not being facetious about that, particularly for our young associates in this bar. We just swore in 68 new lawyers. We have 5,500 lawyers in the, in the bar right now. And so we've got a very active young lawyers division. And, and that is absolutely a, a no-brainer starting point for young lawyers. These are the folks you know, who are entering with you. They are the folks that you are, your careers are going to be kind of progressing simultaneously. They're going to be your peers for the balance of your career. And so being able to build relationships with them at all kinds of different firms, all kinds of different practices is going to pay off. Not only will you, you know, kind of increase your sense of, you know, for me, it's a sense of just camaraderie and professionalism. I love when we go to events, we have a couple big signature events in the year for the bar and just knowing a lot of people. I mean, I just, you know, that to me makes this, you know, 5,500 plus member community a little smaller, a little more personal. I like that. But from a business standpoint, these are other lawyers who could be referral sources. You know, let's say uh, you are um, a family lawyer. Well, a lot of the larger firms, you know, predominantly all of the larger firms do not have that practice. And so, but guess what? They know a ton of people who need a family lawyer. And so if you, as a young family lawyer, have been cultivating relationships with uh, colleagues uh, across the bar in other firms like that, then guess what? That could end up being a phenomenal referral source for you. If you can establish yourself as someone who, uh, you know, has the expertise, has the temperament, has the relationship that, you know, I like that person. And when I get an email that says, does anybody know a family lawyer or a criminal lawyer or a trust and estates lawyer? You know, these are practices that my firm may not specialize in. So I've got, you know, I've got my list of, of folks that I, that I send people to. And so it, when you're a young lawyer, kind of thinking ahead about that and using, um, using the bar, using other young professional organizations in, uh, in the Charlotte area as a way to build your network, that's how that's going to pay off. And I think it's probably important to point out, especially to the young ones, that this is a long-term strategy, yeah? Oh, well, you, you should remind everybody about that. <laughs> uh, and because it's, it is something that the analogy I always use is it's like, you know, sowing seeds. And, and you have to be very patient. You've got to put in the work to, we could, at the risk of taking this way too far with that, you know, you've got to tend the soil and you've got to sow the seeds and get the, uh, make sure it's being watered. And eventually, you know, eventually the crops will come in. You may have some bad seasons uh, <laughs> and repeated bad seasons. And, and I've certainly had those throughout my career. But when, 
kind of everything comes together and you've had uh, kind of great weather and great, and great preparation, when, when, when it does come, begin to come in, you know, it's certainly very rewarding. There's another one of my colleagues who says you've got to kiss a lot of frogs. I've heard the same thing. And, uh, and, and, and that's absolutely true. And so, you know, some of my, I've got friends who do a lot of business development coaching and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, I've, I will probably misquote the actual statistic, but it's something like uh, it takes an average number of, you know, something like 17 to 20 touches before you might actually get that first engagement. And so what that tells you is you have to be patient. And for, for lawyers, that's not always easy. And we're also not, you know, you don't go to, like, I suspect most folks don't you know, go to law school and become a lawyer so they can think of themselves as a, as a salesperson. And, and so some of, those, some of those behaviors don't feel natural. And it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I've heard some refer to it as slimy. Yeah, and well, you know, there, and there's different approaches, right, sure. in terms of how you do it. But I think once you start to think about, okay, well, what am I doing? Well, I'm not doing that just to so I can get a client. The way I like to think about it is, I'm doing it because I believe I can help solve or address a problem you are facing in your business. And so you know, what is on your plate? What's keeping you up at night? Okay, that issue? Well, let me tell you about my partner who does just that. That can help take that load off of you. It can help solve that problem. And then it's a win-win. And so, you know, that's how I try to think about it is that we have, uh, we can perform services, offer expertise that can be, um, that provides value. And it, uh, whether it's you know, it may be, you know, for the kind of work I do, you know, a company could be <clears throat> defending a lawsuit and be facing, you know, very large uh, dollar claims. And so, so I say, well, look, I can help you deal with that and we can help mitigate risk. We can help, help, you know, dig out from under that. You can do it from the other side. You know, a client is face. you know, somebody has wronged them, has, you know, breached their obligations to the client or owes the client money. Okay, we can help with that too. And so if you think of yourself as, well, I'm not just doing this as some kind of transactional service, but I'm a problem solver. I'm somebody who can partner with you. Then, you know, then it, hopefully it feels, it feels a little better and it helps you articulate your value proposition. Yeah. And something you said earlier uh, really resonates along that point is when, when you're out networking, you're not just out there transactionally. You're out there to meet people. And, and that's one of the things that I found a lot of value in is my lawyers, like I have lawyers for my business, like they're my friends. I've known them for years. And on Saturday night at 10 o'clock, an issue comes to my head, like I'm going to call my friend absolutely, and rap about it. And, but they're my lawyer as well. And, and that is the, yeah, I don't rap with my clients as frequently, <laughs> Rob, but, um, that doesn't mean I haven't. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're going to, if your only motivation is, you know, hey, here's my business card, I, I can help you, whatever, well, that's going to that's gonna distinguish you in a different way. Yeah. And so, like we talked about at the beginning, it's relationships. You've got to establish trust, likability, some type of personal connection. And then, if the client or the prospective client has an issue, come across their desk that, you know what, I think I remember Rob or Chris saying something that, you know, that they've dealt with something like that in the past. And I enjoyed that. 
you know, maybe I'll give him a call. Um, but that should not be, you'll, you'll, you'll stick out and expose yourself pretty quickly if that's your overriding goal. Um, and, and nobody's gonna, you know, for, for some of these issues that are so important to either an individual or a company, they want to know that there's, that that trust is there before asking you to, to essentially come on board and, uh, and row with them. Sure. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi, I'm Greg Hicks, and I'm the Director of Digital Media here at the Mecklenburg County Bar. Thank you so much for listening to The 26. You know, as staff, we want to do our best to make sure that you get the most out of being an MCB member. So that's why, in addition to this podcast, MCB members are eligible to reserve meeting and event space here at the Bar and Foundation Center during normal business hours. You can head to mechbar.org benefits to see all that the MCB offers, and we hope to hear from you soon. So... After you develop these relationships with clients, you get them in the door, what is your, your system or the way you practice? How, it, how do you maintain those relationships over time? So to me, the, uh, the hallmarks are just responsiveness and communication. I think what I have learned is that there's an incredible spectrum of lawyers across the country in terms of uh, how they communicate with their clients. Um, frequency wise. And it would never occur to me that you don't respond to an email or a phone call, uh, in pretty short order. Uh, but there are folks who, who don't. And now let me pin you down when you say pretty short order. I think that can vary depending on the client. Sure. And certainly there are some, uh, who may have expectations that short order means, um, like, 10 immediate, minutes, like yeah. immediately, <laughs> uh, in, you know, and I, I pride myself on being extremely responsive. So I might, I probably do hit the 10 minutes or at least uh, an hour, but at least in my view, it should never go more than a day. And many times that is way too long. So, and it can just be, Hey, I got your email. Let me look into that. I'll get back. I'm, I'm in a meeting. I'm on call. I'll get back to you. You need to acknowledge. So they know that they're being heard. And, uh, it's, it's incredible to me how many lawyers, don't do that. And that's the low hanging fruit. So if you can respond and keep them updated, you know, they know that they should know (laughs) we've got a deposition coming up. We've got a hearing coming up. Okay. Well then guess what? When that's over, you should fill them in on what happened and give them an update and, and being proactive about that. Don't make the client say, Hey, I, I, I know you had some hearing yesterday. How did it go? What happened? And so, you know, those are kind of, in my view, the table stakes of being a good lawyer is being responsive and communicating with your client. And then, you know, the other kind of fundamental is you better do good work. And so you can be a really nice guy who's extremely responsive, but if you're not, if you're not delivering results, if you're not demonstrating that that you can walk the walk uh, and not just talk the talk, That'll be a pretty short-lived relationship. Sure. Are, are you doing any extra touches, um, sending them cards, anything to keep in contact? Like, let's say you haven't heard from them in a couple of years. Maybe they haven't needed you. Do you do anything to stay on their radar? Absolutely. So, you know, and again, that may what you choose to do may vary depending on, you know, where they're located geographically. You know, if they're here in town, um, scheduling a, you know, a quarterly or, a, you know, some type of, uh, you know, lunch or drink or, Frankly, the best thing to do is to go go see them. Go to the office. Go to the 
go to the facility. And there's no substitute for obviously being face to face and, you know, getting a tour of the, of the plant or the, or the office or the warehouse or whatever it is. And you're going to, one, you're going to meet other people while you're there. They're going to see you take the time. And by the way, that's non-billable time, you know, to take the time to learn more about what, what's going on with their business. And guess what? Most of the time, you're probably going to leave with some other assignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to realize, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I am kind of facing this issue. Can you help me take a look at that? And so I think, and if folks are not local, then yes, it could be, um, you know, hey, there was this recent case that came out that's similar to something I know you're dealing with. Shoot it to them via email. Here's an article I've written or that we, I came across that I thought would be helpful to you in your industry you know, or just kind of a, you know, holiday card, but something that just says subtly, Hey, I'm still here. And, and when you need me, I'm here. Yeah. One of the questions I wanted for you as well, earlier you took us through, you said when somebody starts at our firm, we don't expect them to go out right away. We want them to learn the law, learn how to practice, but then we are, does your firm have a specific plan that you walk them through to really teach business development? So we have a couple uh, a couple tools uh, and things that we do. Um, every lawyer in our firm does a practice plan or a business plan uh, every year, and that's uh, and those look different, obviously, between a first year associate and a, and a more senior partner in terms of the types of activities or what you're putting in there. But what it does is it forces the lawyer to say, "These are the contacts whom I want to see this year. I'm going to." Uh, and you you put a deadline to and it's about accountability. So, you know, I want to have lunch with this person by the end of March. And then for somebody else, it may be I want to go present a CLE to the in-house department, or I want to go make a pitch on this topic. Uh, but it you know, so it'll it'll vary, but it it starts to get all of our lawyers, including our our new associates, thinking about one thinking about their contacts and their relationships, but thinking about the types of, uh, of activities that, 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 that could be helpful. We also, uh, at our firm have something we call Bradley university and it's a, like a monthly presentation by video. Um, it's presented by partners in, in one of our offices, the other offices joined by video conference, uh, on, on different topics. And so a lot of them kind of hover around the uh, topic of business development, practice management, and either, you know, more experienced partners will talk about some of their experiences or particular kind of case study examples. We've also had, um, you know, clients come in and, and talk about, you know, what do they expect from their outside counsel? And, and that's, you know, we do them over lunch to increase our attendance, Rob. Uh, but, you know, those are great opportunities for uh, our young lawyers to hear from their colleagues. Okay, I've, you know, these are folks who have come through the same path and they've, you know, kind of had to weather the same, same issues and just to see how, how different people, and, and that's the other thing we should talk about is it's not one size fits all, right? Everybody has a different personality, they get different strengths, different challenges. And so being able to find what works for you, well, you're only going to really figure that out if you start trying different things. You know, there may be people who are less extroverted. Okay, well, there's other things you can do. Writing articles, writing blogs, start developing that profile, that expertise. 
so that you are known as kind of, okay, well, I saw Rob write about that. And I just had a question about that. Maybe I'll give him a call. Yeah. And so I think being able to be flexible about what, what works for you is, is important and not trying to kind of make a square peg fit in a round hole right. because there are people who may not, you know, who, who say, God, well, I, I see what Chris is doing, but you know, I don't think that's really, that doesn't fit for me. And so, and, and that's absolutely okay. And, and just finding, finding that the right way is, uh, is part of the, is part of the journey. I feel like the providing food at lunch is kind of an old law school technique that worked really well. You know, it, it can be at any time of the day. Uh, and um, we are, uh, uh, and, and this, I absolutely am speaking personally. If there is food in the office or to be provided, I will find that. Yeah, I will show up. <laughs> when they're tracking these these relationships that they're building and what and these goals that they're trying to hit, are you using any software, any platforms to do this? And I ask because uh, you know I've worked with a lot of younger lawyers, and I know people are getting away from paper and uh, trying to manage everything from their smartphone. So I'll answer that two ways. Yes, we offer a software, <laughs> a, a CRM. Now, whether people are using that as diligently as they should is an entirely different question. And you know there are certainly products out there uh, that help track those touches, if you will, you know, what so-and-so was in, you know, had lunch with, with A, B, and C, they were invited to these events, they came to those to kind of track that. And I would just say that probably varies in terms of how kind of how up to date that's kept. For me, it's actually more kind of in my head. I know what I've, you know, I know the last time I talked to somebody or, uh, or I, I keep a kind of list of, of folks that I want to reach out to. And again, that may, that, that probably varies by, by age too. I would say for our new, you know, all these new lawyers who are used to, you know, and very comfortable with all of the technology to the extent that their, uh, their firm offers it, or they can, you know, there's probably so many free apps now that would allow you to do essentially the same thing. Uh, it certainly makes it easier. And, and then you can always go back and check, Hey, did I, did I invite so-and-so to do something? Did I follow up on that? Uh, to have some record of it. So also you don't run the risk of, you know, overexposing uh, and, uh, and, uh, and kind of uh, peppering somebody with too many, too many things. It probably helps in that respect too. Sure. All right. Now, before I let you out of here, do you have any best practices, tips that you could share with attorneys? Well, so we talked about, you know, the importance of, you know, particularly for the new lawyers, you know, not getting consumed or worried about developing business and focusing on the fundamentals of actually learning what it means to be a lawyer. And so, you know, some of these, some of the things that I talk about with our folks, and they may seem obvious, but it's good to have a reminder, you know, for a brand new lawyer, your client is this is the partner or the senior associate who's assigning you the work, and you need to treat them accordingly. And so what that means is be responsive to them, be communicative to them, uh, make sure you are anticipating what the deadlines are, be proactive. And the more you can make yourself indispensable to that partner uh, or to that senior associate, the more they are going to come back to you to work on cases together. And then you are going to develop that reputation of, you know what, that is my go-to person. And when you have that, that's going to help give you the confidence and the 
frankly, the, you know, the ability to say, okay, I feel good about how I'm doing as a practicing lawyer. Maybe now let me expand into these other, these other areas, but you have to become uh, a master of the fundamentals first. And you do that by, by being very thorough, being responsive, being proactive. And what I always remind people, you can read through that memo one more time, proofread it. Do not let a typo slip through there. Well, thank you very much. And uh, before we get out of here, where can the bar members find you if they wanted to contact you? Um, well, many of the bar members may feel like they cannot escape me given how <laughs> how many uh, posts uh, Greg is putting on LinkedIn. But uh, I can be found on our website for uh, for my law firm, which is Bradley A. Rant Bolt Cummings. Unfortunately, though this is kind of memorable, my email is clam at bradley.com. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate you being the first and dare I say best guest on uh, the 26 and MCB podcast. A mantle I cannot lose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 26th. Head to mechbar.org to hear more from this podcast, suggest future topics and review member resources. 